All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome to The Rundown here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. You'll hear it every Tuesday um, that there's a press conference. Uh, we'll probably do this all the way through basketball season and whatnot. We're, switch- We're not really switching it up. Um, Rob Gray and I have done this for probably the second year. Yeah, we've done this podcast every once in a while. We're going to try and sneak over to the Carl Chevrolet Studios, and uh, once we have that completely ready for video streaming, today is a little bit nuts with some stuff going on. So we're recording up here, actually, with a quite scenic view. Rob, we're sitting out over the um, top layer of the Jacobson Building, staring at a beautiful Jack Trice Stadium that looks like it's ready for football. It sure does. Uh, beautiful deep green. Shout out to the turf people here. I saw him out there. Um, what would they be? Agronomist? Uh, is that what? Yeah, I mean they're. I mean they're they're doing a monoculture of, of grass, but I mean, well, yeah, it, yeah. I was watching the. Uh, they're scientists. Let's just call them scientists. Yeah, I was watching the scientist earlier when I was here working. Horticulturalist. Yeah, the horticulturist, and he was like, I think he, I think he was taking like temperature of the soil, mm. or. He was checking, like, how moist the soil was because I saw him, like, digging Mm. almost, and then he was, you know, checking it with his fingertips. It's fascinating. I don't know what what he was doing, but it looked really intense. Yeah. The the amount of science involved in in getting this to to look the way that it does is is daunting, but uh, they've obviously been up to the task. Well, we're just a few days away from kickoff, and we've got a lot coming your way. Here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Um, Stands and Fits are recording on Tuesday night. You can watch that as it's streamed live on Facebook. And uh, I interviewed Matt Campbell earlier today. I'm telling you, if you don't listen to those interviews regularly, you should. It's the best stuff Campbell gives because it's one-on-one, Rob. Exactly. He knows when the cameras are all there and all of the scribes are tweeting. That's the danger zone as far as a coach goes. He really loosens up back behind the scenes. So well, I like encourage I, everybody to listen. Well, to well, like when I talked to him about his book, The Legacy. That was a great piece. I had a lot of people reach out to me about that. That was fun. I think that it's interesting to people, and I think I've carved that out as my niche. That yeah, I'm the you book love, guy you love him. the books. I love it, and I think it's helpful to people. No I mean, doubt. And you see the evolution of the program and the books that they were choosing, and I just thought the backstory to that one was a lot of fun. And he's so much, yeah, again, you don't have to feel, he doesn't have to feel buttoned up. Uh, you know, and it's just much more relaxed and uh, enjoyable conversation. Good stuff. Okay, um, we'll get into some football. We're going to get into our takeaways, our Big 12, look at the Big 12 this week. And, uh, hey, uh, what are you working on? We're going to do all that next <laughs> here on The Rundown. Hey, Cyclone fans. Right now at Flooring America, save store-wide on beautiful, long-lasting floors like high-performance resistor carpets and waterproof luxury vinyl. Plus, buy with 36 months interest-free financing. Now at Flooring America in Clive, Ankeny, and Mason City. Hello, Fanatics. It's Chris Williams. I want to tell you today about the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will help benefit every aspect of the university. Cyclones everywhere are helping reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. Yes, the Cyclone spirit is a force to be reckoned with. More than 81,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 27,000 first-time donors. So far, 
These donors have gifted more than $1.2 billion. The Cyclone Energy is truly unstoppable. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. The impact is seen all across campus, too, from the South End Zone Club to the North End Zone Construction to the thousands of students who receive scholarship support. You can learn more at forevertrueisu.com because the world needs more Cyclone Spirit. Welcome back to Jack Trey Stadium, where we're recording the rundown today on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Matt Campbell's opening week press conference took place earlier today. We'll now go to our grizzled veteran correspondent, Rob Gray. Hello. What was your main takeaway today? Because this is a difficult one every year, I find, it in our jobs. Because we've been covering the preseason for well over a month and a half. Longer than that, really. It's hard to find interesting angles. Yeah. What did you What did you take away from today? One of the most interesting things I heard Coach Campbell say was when he was being asked about, uh, you know, the, the diversity of threat that they can have at, at skill positions. And he, he talked about, you know, all those guys have to prove it, obviously, because they've had guys that they could, quote, unquote, force feed. You know, Hakeem Butler, David Montgomery. Um, and now they've got a bunch of guys that he thinks can can be up to the task of, of, of making elite plays on a consistent basis. But he hasn't proven that. But he did say also that foundationally, and this is my main takeaway, foundationally now they're to where a veteran quarterback and a veteran offensive line are your knowns going into the season on offense yeah. and that's exactly and he said that's exactly where you want to be and I hadn't really thought of it that way that's good but that is exactly yeah. where you want it because it's like the NFL draft right I mean the, the, yes the elite running back is going to be one of the top handful of picks but really good running backs they can be found in the fourth fifth sixth round sometimes even undrafted and you've got a bunch of guys here that are talented three star four star guys that can do a lot of different things and uh, that was a very um, I don't know a positive statement that I think maybe could have gotten lost in the shuffle from, for some people. Takeaway from me, not really by what he said today, but just stuff that I've been hearing behind the scenes here for a while now. I, I really think Johnny Lang is the emerging running back as far as those guys who are returning. We, we all know about Brees Hall. He's going to get a lot of carries. Um, I'll, I, I think Johnny Lang's a starter on Saturday night, and I think he, along with Brees Hall, carry the majority of the snaps. Well, as Coach Campbell said, Kane Nwangwu is a little yeah. banged up. And, and that has like something to, to do with it. And yep. you like to be in a position where, he, hey, he's been an elite kick returner. Yeah. Maybe that's what he does, and he and he gets a handful of carries, does some special plays. You can still. And Matt said that he was really good before he got dinged up. Yeah, I mean, so hamstring deal. So again, it's a matter of competition. And, and Coach Campbell, another takeaway that I thought was important was the competition on the offensive line. We've written about it. He's talked about it. You know, is this the year? And when he said to me at last year's media day that we think they're one year away, is this the year that they're that they're here and really good and consistent on the offensive line versus showing flashes and then maybe having a little regression and then flashes and a little bit of regression. So, uh, you know, obviously you're heading into week one. Everything is uh, is uh, shaded in optimism, and uh, but 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 the interesting case of this year is. You know, the outside world has noticed where Cyclone Nation has gotten, and that's to, uh, you know, the cusp of being considered, uh, you know, a, really a top-level program, and that's a remarkable transformation. Takeaways here on the rundown. You've covered Mark Farley before at your time at the Des Moines Register. Um, 
How would you describe covering Mark Farley? I feel like that would be an experience. He's an intense dude. Yeah. Uh, See, I asked Campbell, like, in our in my podcast, you can go listen to it, how he would – and he said toughness, and you said intense, which are very similar words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the guy. He – the walk-on from walk-on, they called him. I mean, he was an unheralded guy. I mean, obviously a great high school player. Yeah. Walks on at UNI and becomes, uh, you know, a great linebacker there. And he's had sons that are that are the same. Um, he, uh, he could be brusque at times. He could also be, you know, jovial at times. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a human being. So you see two sides. You see a side that can be fiery to the point of being uh i don't know how you'd put it a, a little bit uh irksome uh to the point of you know just very congenial he i mean he's if you get to know him he's uh he really wants to help you out do your job and and i know he's done a great job at that program uh keeping them at a level you know as north dakota state and south dakota state have become really stud programs in, yeah. in, the, in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, keeping them right there, and, and it's certainly in terms of talent. They just kind of, um, I don't know, the thing about Northern Iowa, they generally don't have more talent than Iowa State, even the years that they've beaten Iowa State. But they, It would be close those years, though. Uh, it would be close, uh, but they still, it's like the 85 versus 63 yeah. scholarship thing, like that. Yep. It's inexcusable for a Big 12 program to lose those games. May I inject they, briefly? Yeah. It's also inexcusable that Iowa State or Iowa didn't get David Johnson. Yeah. They've had one no of those doubt. guys no that's, been the, that's been the difference maker when they've been able to well, and the, and it upset helps. the Cyclones. And that 85-63 deal is much eliminated in the first game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a bigger deal in week eight. Yep. Than it is yep. week one. So to your point on the talent, yeah, the back end of that talent and the scout doesn't really matter in yeah. week one because guys aren't injured. Well, what I always used to say is you look at 63 scholarships and you can populate it. Re- you you can have some misses and still have a really strong two deep that competes with those teams yeah. with more as long as you're smart about your recruiting and all of that. And, and the thing, and great points about how it matters more late in the season Uh you know, unless they have some big injuries in camp, they're fresh and they're feeling really good about their two deeps. And um, you know, Coach Farley used to always say, "You hope to get out of this game without many injuries because you do have that player that's a shade faster, no a bit stronger, and that hurts them and sets them back even when they get back on teams with 63 scholarships." Well, I, I think too, and that's the point I was, I was going to. He does a really good job in coaching these games because I think he finds a way to kind of just junk things up just a little bit pre-snap. Um, generally, his players do that pretty well. Now, when the talent level is as different as it'll be on Saturday, I'm, I am interested because I don't remember a gap being on paper this large mm-hmm. of an Iowa State, Northern Iowa game that I've covered. Um so it'll be interesting to see how effective that is. But we've seen it against those less talented Iowa State teams. The, you know, the Panthers would win the battle of the line of scrimmage a couple yeah, of those and, games. Yeah, and they had no business doing it with the size mm-hmm. differential, but they would. And while you give the credit to the players, um, Farley had a lot to do with that, just schematically what he does in these types of games. Oh, there's no question. And uh, – you know, remember that year they basically had Iowa beat? Yeah. Except Iowa the blocked, blocked the two field goals? Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know, 
It's an aside. But, um, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, he's they out, up. They played he, Wisconsin tough that yep, one year. Yep, yep. I mean, they're, they don't have a, a little brother mentality to anybody. And uh, Farley being the walk-on from walk-on has a chip on his shoulder, and I think it applies to his team year in and year out. And, you know, they're going to come in. They're going to have some speed. They're going to have some – there's always a really good D lineman. They always have some couple transfers. linebackers. Yep, some transfers that are, you know, big rangy corner or something like that. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to be a pushover. Again, though, this is, this is the test. And Coach Campbell said, of course, you can't evaluate how much better the offensive line's got until it's live. You're under the lights or out on the field in this case. So huge proving ground. Can they come in and push around Northern Iowa at the line of scrimmage? Not just most of the time, but all the time. And I think they've gotten the talent level to the point where that should happen. And that's... That's saying something. It's saying something that it really wasn't there <laughs> for, you know, a, a number of years there in those meetings uh, that were either tight or the Panthers uh, scored the upset. But it's to the point now where it's, it would almost be shocking if they didn't completely own the line of scrimmage start to finish. All right, let's dive into the Big 12 quickly before we get to the ever-so-popular segment. What, what, what are you working on? Uh, TCU is named Alex Delton the former Kansas State Wildcat at starting quarterback. This comes a day after um, – maybe I'm making too big of a deal out of it, Rob. I, I talked about it on my radio show yesterday, too. I thought that Gary Patterson acted like an absolute child on his teleconference yesterday, which says a lot coming from me because I've long been a mega fan of Gary yeah. Patterson. He's one of my favorite coaches in college football. Um, I totally understand wanting to have a competitive edge over your opponent. The college football rules do not dictate that you, you know, be honest with the media about injuries and whatnot. And I'm sure Matt Campbell is hiding stuff from us right now. I understand that's part of the game, but you don't have to be a total jerk to people, yeah. which is what Gary Patterson was yesterday in his teleconference. Well, it seemed petty. I mean, yeah, what, what does what, he have to be petty? About? And what's the point of? Being that, and, and who knows, maybe the relationship. I mean, you're talking about a major metro area, Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. I mean, gets a little testy sometimes. Uh, the, the relationships there, they kind of, they kind of uh, thrive, then they fester a little bit and fray, and, and then they come back and they're mended over and over and over again. But there's just no reason to be that way. I mean, you're, you're getting into week one. You feel like maybe your defense is, is back to the, the elite level, maybe that that they're certainly hoping that they're used to having there. And you got this question about quarterback. I mean, why play those games and why do all that? And then I saw today that supposedly they had player availability first. So uh, Delton was available. The other quarterback wasn't. Which it was is, presumably which is, the or uh, uh, Max yeah. Duggan. The yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, come on. It just, Tries like I said, nuts. it just seems it just seems petty. Wait, why not just be magnanimous? Just be like, oh, we've decided to go. What's it gonna? What would it cost them to say that? It, absolutely that, nothing. They're playing nobody this week. I mean, maybe they have an issue. Maybe some people, some media outlets there in, in Dallas Fort Worth haven't been showing up for the for for the presser deal because they get stuff off the teleconference. I don't know, but uh, who gets anything off the teleconference anymore? Unless you're just throwing a few things out there for Twitter. The only reason I had it on yesterday, one I wanted to hear Campbell. Yep. And Patterson was like either right before him or right after him, I don't remember. And it was the first week, so there were a lot of quarter I wanted to hear what Gundy said about his quarterback, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. It was kind of background noise. And then boom, I hear Gary Patterson just like totally being a infant yeah to these to these reporters um elsewhere 
uh, around the Big 12. No quarterback decision from Mike Gundy yet. And that's one of the most interesting games, I think, in the Big 12 in the opening week as Oklahoma State goes on the road to Oregon State. Now, they're mm-hmm. a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, so they, they should win the football yeah. game. Still don't know their quarterback situation. The kid from Hawaii, the grad transfer, has been battling for, like, it seems like ever, has never won the job. I assume Spencer Sanders will eventually win that out. Maybe that's too big of an assumption. Um, but that we've got – so we got that to focus on, Rob. And then, I you know, I don't like you, but – I think that Oklahoma-Houston's a really good game on Sunday. It's like a 24-point spread, but I the Jalen Hurts and um, Lincoln-Riley combo is fascinating. It is. How's that going to work, and how good will it be? You know it'll be good. How good will it be? Yeah, I think it all depends on their their defense. I mean, yeah. it, it, they've struggled there in recent years, despite great success as a team. You know, they put that's been basically named their score on offense most games. Uh, the 2017 versus Iowa State and Norman, notwithstanding. But uh, you know, it, it, it hurts. You, you got to figure he's going to be a star in that system, right? But you know, he's only as good as those guys protecting him. And I think with some, you know, Iowa State's got an elite D line. There, that's kind of been a hallmark of a lot of Big 12 teams that can really get after guys. Uh, yeah, I agree. It'll, I, 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 I'm surprised that the spread is that large, to be honest, because Houston's always been a team in recent years. Uh, Tom Herman kind of helped jumpstart that, where they're really going to yep. go toe-to-toe with, they beat with, with the best teams. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'd expect that to be maybe a two-touchdown game, uh, but we'll see. And it all depends if it, how much of a shootout it is. Rob, what are you working on? What am I working on? (laughs) What, what, what? You you had that really good piece in the book, which I really like. I I look forward to that piece every year. What are you, um, what are you, what are you working on? Well, I have a notebook today with some of the, you know, basics out of today's uh, news conference. And then going to take a look at, I think, as sort of an advanced slash feature for the game, which I kind of nebulous the way that those are um, going to go with uh, kind of think about last season and it, a lot was made about it how you get five plays or whatever you don't get to self-evaluate and then you immediately go to Iowa yeah this year they get to open have a full game to self-evaluate and of course watch Iowa film and and and, and get ready to play them in week three so um, just a big contrast in terms of how the season started, the immediate adversity. Now, we don't know. There could be a lot of adversity on Saturday Absolutely. with the Panthers. You never know with Northern Iowa. Uh, but at least it sets up to be a much more favorable beginning to the season. I am working on um, lunch. So I, to be brutally honest, I'm not working on as much football as I would like to at this point. It's been a tumultuous summer. Uh, and, and, a, and a blessed summer Yeah, as well. yeah, exactly. They, they capped off with a great addition to the family. But it's just, you know how this final week before the game is, I'm just doing all sorts of business stuff, and I'm trying to get our bills paid so that we can come and do the fun stuff and provide uh, great Iowa State content. So I'm, I'm getting close to having all that done. And on Thursday, I want everybody to tune in to Facebook Live at around 11. You'll be able to hear it here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network as well. And we'll be launching a new show. It's, we're going to call it the Thursday Thesis. And I'm going to go long form, man. Like, I don't have the time and I don't have the ability – not, not the ability, but I don't have the luxury to be able to, like, really go in-depth on things anymore. And I'm going to do that for every game hmm. this year. And I'm going to – 
I'm going to have my notebook out. I'm going to put my computer away, and I'm just going to talk about Iowa State football, which I'm so passionate about. And, and, I, and I think, too, what I, what I really want this to be, a spot where I can really let go of some nuggets, you know, like really give some inside information that people may not be able to find in other spots. So that'll be coming up on Thursday. Sounds fantastic. Stansbury's going to produce it for me. We're really been working on the Facebook Live aspect and bringing streaming video to our podcast. Um, we've invested in a we got a new computer coming um, that that's going to really be able to do graphics, all that good stuff. Everything uh, with the studio looks great. I expect that'll be great. Now, can I do the intro to the show here? Can I audition it right now? Yeah, let's hear it. Welcome to the Thursday. Th- What's it called again? Thesis. The Thursday Thesis with Chris Woods. You like it, huh? That's good. I'm working on, I'm working digging on it. that little husky uh, You're welcome crap. to join me on the thesis anytime, too. I feel like you're a thesis type guy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Stansberry's more of a quick hitter type guy. Yeah. You know, the the swing by, um, the, the quick opinion. I feel like you're more of the thesis type guy. I, 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 I would uh, wholeheartedly agree. So if you ever want to stop by a Thursday night or a Thursday afternoon, you're welcome to. And then Thursday night. See, this is where I, like, game week for game one is so crazy. We have our first radio show. Um, that'll be from 6 to 7 on 1460 KXNL. Again, we'll be at Whiskey River in Ankeny. And then Saturday, we'll have our first pregame show, which will be at 8 o'clock. Uh, Stansbury and Jeff Woody are going to be hosting the that this year. I'll, I will stop in from time to time, but I, I'm wanting the young buck to just kind of take this thing and run with it this year um, because I'm going to be doing a lot. We're going to, and this is a breaking news sounder, uh, we're going to start doing a tailgate competition every week. Uh, with our friends at Iowa Pork, and we're going to have you get we get great pl- prizes lined up, and we're going to have all of you tell us why your tailgate is the best. And I'm going to show up at tailgates. Oh, at nice! At these select tailgates every week and surprise people with gift cards and all that okay. good stuff. So, cool. a lot going on. All good stuff. All good stuff. Thank you, Rob Gray. Thank you, Chris Williams. You can read Rob's um, stuff all week long. You know where to find him at CycloneFanatic.com. Thanks for listening here on a game week. Uh, Just a few days away. Get fired up, everybody.